sigmas, sigma males, quite rare, probably the most rare, second most rare type, personality type in humans. So I got some comments on my other video about sigmas, and uh, specifically I'm going to talk in this video about sigma males, because this is a, I would say quite rare, probably the most rare, or the second most rare type, personality type, archetype, whatever you want to call it, in humans. I would say the most common would be something like uh, beta, and then maybe second most, you know, more rare than the beta would be the alpha, and then even more rare than the alpha would be something like a sigma. And then I think beyond that, you have these kind of obscure hybrids and other things like omega and uh, various other ones. But usually, sigma males are very rare. That you don't find them very often. And when you do, it's kind of, you people notice, like people kind of pay attention and notice when there is a sigma male because the attitude and mindset and energy is so different. It contrasts the beta and the alpha so much that you kind of have to notice them, right? So in this video, I'm going to explain what a sigma male is, kind of signs that you might be one, what you can do with it, and kind of, you know, what's the point? Hopefully this will answer the question. I'm going to elaborate a little bit. And if you haven't seen my other videos, obviously go and check those out. By the way, I know before I start this, that for a spiritual audience, this, it almost doesn't matter, right? And I want to make this very clear from the beginning. The hierarchies that humans create for themselves, perceive that they're creating for themselves, these alpha, beta, sigma, whatever. Ultimately, they don't matter. You know, it really doesn't matter. Who, who cares, right? They're all kind of self-described, self-imposed limitations, let's say. And as I explained in many other videos, I think we should transcend those limitations and just kind of break the barriers down and really decide from, you know, from the ground up who and what we want to be. That being said, it is quite interesting that a lot of, well, most people, I would say, fall into these hierarchies and these uh, archetypes, right? And if you're not aware of it, then you kind of, you will by default feel, fall into one of these archetypes as like your natural state. It's not a question really of whether you believe in these archetypes or not, or whether you think they're important. It's more just that they are there and it's just kind of useful and interesting to be aware of them because then you can change them. You can decide to shift your energy to be in, to show up in a different archetype. And you know, I can make a video about that if you guys want that. That's my preference. Okay. Just Take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't matter that much, okay? But that being said, sigma males, right? So usually they are very independent, kind of like the alpha, right? Self-reliant, individualistic, independent, confident, although the confidence between an alpha and sigma is quite different, but, and I'll get onto that. In contrast to the alpha, the, so the alpha is uh, independent, obviously self-reliant, but they do so in a way which encompasses competition. There's always this ego-driven, and uh, this is really the, the main definition of the alpha, right? It's ego-driven, hierarchical competition, whether they want to or, or not, or whether they're trying to or, or not. They might not even be aware they're doing it. It might just be their natural state of being. But the alpha is always constantly focused on competing and proving themselves to other people, whereas the sigma is still competent, right? Still com competent and confident, still self-reliant and independent, but they do it in a way that they genuinely don't care where they fit into that hierarchy. For example, could be really, really high achievers without telling anyone, or they could be really, really good at something and they would never mention it unless somebody else mentions it about them. Whereas the alpha would constantly be wanting to show and, you know, put themselves on the, in the spotlight, You're constantly, you know, sharing updates, social media, constantly trying to almost desperately show the world hey, look at me, I'm doing this, I'm this good, I have this much money, I have, you know, this car now. They're constantly trying to 
prove themselves, to compete, to, to show off what they've done and what who they are. Whereas the Sigma just does not care about that hierarchy. That they, they can still be, they can still play the game. They can still be very, very successful. And you do see this quite often, right? Hugely successful Sigma uh, males and females. They don't always share that. They don't always feel the need to like show off or prove that they're do they're doing it. They just do it. You know, they just show up in that way. Now, usually, and again, this kind of varies a little bit depending on whether you whether your energy is more towards the introvert or the extrovert side of the scale and again it is a scale it's not like one or the other but usually if you're more introverted as a sigma you will prefer to be alone so you will actually you know choose if you can choose you will choose to be on your own you have like a very limited social friend friendship group they usually wouldn't have like a big group of friends a sigma male it would usually be kind of like individual friendships with a variety of different people you know it might be like individual friendships a variety of people and then those people are completely different from each other so the sigma might choose to have okay right i want to have one friend for uh, going hiking and then that's you know in that little box and then they might have another friend over here for like i don't know uh, going and eating lunch but they, they try and kind of, kind of like compartmentalize their friendships a little bit in my experience they prefer to remain in the background not drawing attention to themselves kind of being independent they don't care if people see them they actually prefer if people don't see them usually unless you have a crossover between extrovert and sigma because they don't seek any validation from others and this is really important they don't actually care and like genuinely don't care what other people think about them and so because of that they have this kind of inner confidence that lets them challenge anyone and they don't often use this but when they when they do they really have this inner confidence they can decide that they'll just completely challenge, uh, let's say, an alpha. They don't care about hierarchy. So a sigma is the sort of uh, character, although they don't need to prove themselves constantly, right? They don't need to, you know, they don't need to show off or like compete or anything like that. What they do is that sometimes they'll challenge the alpha. Sometimes they will, and it might show up in, in your work. Let's say uh, your boss tells you to do something. The sigma, if they really don't want to do it, because they don't, again, they don't, they don't care about hierarchy. They will just talk back to the boss and say, you know what, that's a really stupid idea. I'm not going to do that or you know i'm actually i'm going to do it this way because this is better and you're wrong and and they'll be fine with that they'll be fine with that confrontation even if the boss is like this really alpha kind of uh controlling dominating character the sigma does not care about that so they will just challenge them and this can cause problems but this can also be very um i mean some people find it attractive some people find it annoying who, who knows right but that's just what it is so although i said that the sigma and again, I'm saying Sigma male, but this really kind of applies to any Sigma archetype. They, they tend to be very individual and private, but that doesn't mean they don't like socializing. They do enjoy new experiences quite often and stimulating things, going on different trips, adventures, uh, meeting new people, trying new things, challenging themselves. They do enjoy these things. It's just that as their kind of default state, they prefer for most of their time to be spent usually alone or with one or maybe two really close connections friends partners whatever they are very open-minded i would say more so than most of the other archetypes the alphas betas whatever so if you think you might be a sigma kind of a polarizing thing uh some people think it's the best archetype to fall into and others think it's not so good because they would just say say that it's just not as good as the alpha like they would say the alpha by definition is the best but it really kind of depends on how much you personally care about this hierarchy. 
if so if you imagine that we're all humans at least most of us living on earth are humans right we so we have these hierarchies that we've created for ourselves these social constructs because that person has let's say more money by definition that makes them slightly higher up the hierarchy compared to somebody with less money or we might say that person has more friends or is more confident more muscular taller okay all, all of these different stats that we measure ourselves by you might say well okay the alpha would typically be someone who is tall confident wealthy attractive successful right qualities that you i mean pretty much anyone would want to have whereas the sigma can have those qualities but they don't have to have those qualities. And this is really where the difference comes because usually an alpha will have those qualities. Those things will be the reason, the under, like the underlying power for their confidence. They'll be successful, wealthy, attractive, muscular, tall, whatever. And so because of that, they have this confidence. Of course they do, right? Because those things give them that confidence and they will kind of show off that and use that to say, right, look at me, I, you know, I have all these achievements and whatever attributes. So... Therefore, you know, I need attention. I need to be in the spotlight. They will use those things to get the confidence. Whereas the Sigma sometimes will have those attributes, but they sometimes won't. But they'll be just as confident regardless of what attributes they have. And this is the huge difference between the Alpha and the Sigma. The Sigma will be just as confident, if not more confident, because their confidence comes from inside, regardless of where they are on the hierarchy. So you could have a, a literally like a homeless, completely broke sigma they go through health struggles whatever the, the case may be and they will be just as confident if not more confident than an alpha with everything because their confidence the sigma's confidence comes from inside and they don't care about the hierarchy whereas the alpha's confidence is almost entirely dependent on that hierarchy if they lost the things that they think make them important they would probably struggle and you and you see this quite often with in the celebrity world but also just you know with people you know, right? If, let's say if an alpha were to lose their things, they would usually struggle quite a lot with self-worth and inner peace, whereas the sigma could literally have nothing and be genuinely happy, like joyful, peaceful, confident enough to challenge anyone if they wanted to, happy, perfectly happy being alone, not needing to prove or do anything, but also being competent and, and able to do things if they wanted to. That's the main difference, as I would say. But again, it's all just a construct, right? Like, who knows? <laughs> this is just based on, you know, my experience, what I've learned, what I've researched, what I've heard. You know, take it with a grain of salt. I, I don't know everything. I have barely scratched the surface with this stuff. This is just, from what I've seen, this, there seems to be these archetypes of personality, similar to astrological archetypes. They have a lot of connections, actually, with the astrological stuff. But that it gets very complicated because there's obviously a whole bunch of different star signs, a whole bunch of different, like, rising, ascendants, all this stuff as well as the different personality types. It's obviously it's more complicated than that. But it, yeah, it seems to be that there's these kind of default, I call them default states, where they influence you right up until the point where you become aware of the influence. And once you become aware of it, then you can decide to change it, to go along with it, to amplify it, or to ignore it completely. And this is the same for astrological influences. This is, this is the same for uh, tarot readings, psychic readings, channelings, all these things are is kind of the most probable outcome, the most likely kind of default state. Like if you don't do anything and you just kind of go about your life and uh, however it's going to happen and you don't consciously try and change or be aware of this stuff, this is usually what you'll fall in line with, right? The archetypes, astrological personality uh, kind of templates, unless you become aware of them and change them. So it's useful to know. I think it's useful to know. Maybe you don't care. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this video.